Repot It is presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. If you have gear that's collecting dust in your closet or not being used anymore, please consider selling or donating it on rerouted.co. That's R-E-R-O-U-T-E-D dot C-O. Now, on to the Repot It podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It, the Rerouted podcast. My name is Brian Shoning. I am your host, as always. And today, we actually have another repeat guest. Giles, you were not our first repeat guest because we had uh, we had Mason on for the second time last week. But you are going to be our first multi-recurring guest, I'm sure. Uh, you came to chat with us last time about a camping trip that you went on with your friend Matt. And you're here today to share about something else really, really special to you. But uh, first of all, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Um, I apologize to everyone who's going to have to listen to me on repeat. Um, but I'm sure we'll have some fun in the process. We will. We will. And uh, Giles, Giles and I are going to have some fun stuff coming for you guys in the future as well. It's, it's really easy for me to rope Giles in to, uh, to do some fun stuff with me for, uh, for the repot at feed. So I'm going to be, we're going to be doing some of that moving forward, but that's not what today is about. Giles, you have a forerunner that has that has been with you for a long time, as long as I've known you, um, which is, I'd rather not count that high. Um, tell me about your foreigner. Um, so this is a vehicle near and dear to my heart. Um, I think it's been in our family since 2005, I want to say. Um, my dad had another forerunner, a second generation forerunner. I think it was a 92 or a 93, uh, before that, but he, the engine blew up on him while we were driving back from skiing one time and it died and he replaced it with a third gen forerunner. This is a 2001 forerunner. Um, he got it. Yeah, when it was a couple years old and pretty low mileage for a screaming deal. And we have just beat on it kind of ever since then it was a family car for a while or at least my dad's family my dad's car to drive for family stuff um my mom wouldn't drive it because it drove too much like a truck um but we had it you know it's a family car forever i learned to drive in that car um i'm pretty sure the first time i ever drove myself on a date i took that car um so i had a lot of fun in high school i that was a car i always took skiing when i was in high school so a lot of great memories in that car then um and then i had my own forerunner for a very short period of time in college and another second gen forerunner that again the engine blew up on and um in traditional ray family fashion a second gen blows up and then this car follows it very quickly it um i had to basically get off of Orcas Island with a car that barely drove, get it back to my parents' place, swap cars and drive to Utah because I had classes starting in 18 hours. Um, so I just kind of sent it and it's been my car ever since. And I loved it dearly. It's gotten me everywhere I needed to go. Well, almost everywhere I needed to go. What's the official, what's the official name for that color? It's the, it's the nice forest green color. Uh, Imperial Jade Mica. 
Imperial Jade Micah. That's the one. So if you see any forest green looking for forerunners out there, they're Imperial Mm -hmm. Jade Micah. Okay. Yep. Slightly different color tone than the earlier third gens, which were like a little bit darker, not as shiny green. This is like a true, like, you know, evergreen green. Um, Very unique one. It's got the sport hood with the hood scoop that doesn't do anything, but sure looks good. Love a useless hood scoop. Gotta mm-hmm. love a useless hood scoop. You've you've converted it in in a little in a in a way uh, to to a camping vehicle. Um, mm-hmm. What are what are some of the conversions that you did there? Um, so in the beginning of COVID, when I got really really bored because there was nothing else to do, they closed down fishing and skiing, golfing, literally anything that I enjoyed doing. Couldn't do. I was like, cool. Well gonna work on my truck now um i've been talking about doing this for a while and finally had the time and nothing else to distract me i built a sleeping sleeping platform for the back um that still allowed me to utilize like the back seats if i wanted to or i could fold them all the way down and put some platforms there um but then there's like a semi-permanent platform in the like in the trunk compartment with two pull-out drawers um so it's got a bunch of storage under it I can sleep on top of it. I've got a mattress that goes on top of it. Um, Luckily, I'm 5'6", and my girlfriend's 5'2", so we're, like, very comfortable in the back of that. Um, We might like a little bit more headroom, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, Beggars can't be choosers at that point. And uh, I I was the only one involved in the design process there, and I optimized for storage space, not headroom. Um, And I stand by my decisions. So, um, but I also put in, I put in lights in the back. Um, I put in a little house battery in the back. So it's totally separate from the, you know, the starting battery. So I can't run it dry. Like my, I run my lights for like four days straight and that battery dies. I don't have lights, but like I can still start the car and get out of there. Um, which I found to be a huge, you know, comforting factor. Um, yeah, so it's got lights for both the inside and I put them on the lower part of the tailgate. So when I lift the tailgate up, it lights up the whole area outside of it, which has actually turned out to be super nice. Um, when I'm having to get ready to do anything or get getting back from doing anything in the dark, like skiing, fishing, if we're getting back to the car in the dark, instead of like stumbling around, like, Oh, someone pull out their phone or their headlamp. Let's see if anyone left their gloves on the ground. It's just lit up like daytime back there. Um, which is super nice. And I've got some, got some other ideas of what I want to do next, but right after I kind of finished all that COVID um, at least allowed us to get back out and go camping again. So I was ready to test it out and haven't, haven't gotten back to the uh, design phase again. I'm still back in the the research phase. Awesome. Well, now that we know a little bit, a little bit about the forerunner, tell us, tell us your favorite story. Tell us your favorite story with that forerunner. Um. I think my favorite story was just like some of the most fun I ever had in it. Um, my last semester of college, me and my, uh, me and my best friend, Matt, who y'all have already heard about, uh, this is a little bit later that year from that time we went to Yosemite. Uh, we were both super seniors that year. So like we had done everything that everyone, you know, usually does on like fall break, um, which is the week off that we got in October. Um, which always happened to be the best time of the year to go hang out in the desert. We kind of done everything of like, go to Lake Havasu kind of stuff. And just like, we weren't interested in going and partying somewhere with a bunch of people. We're just like, we just kind of want to chill and relax and go screw around in the desert. So we loaded up the car. We knew where we were going camping. 
with another buddy of ours, Carter, for two days to go fishing at Fish Lake. And then we're like, we'll just load up the truck with everything that we have for camping. And we're just going to go camping for a week. We got a bunch of maps. We'll figure it out. We're smart guys. Um, so we drove down there. We got, we took ways to get to the campsite and it had us take the wrong way to get there. And like my buddy Carter was following us in his, um, I want to say it was a Mazda tribute, which is like the Mazda Ford escape. Um, and it took us out an ATV track, like 20 miles down an ATV track to get to the campsite. And when we get to the campsite, we turn onto a dirt road off of the ATV track that came from like a much more sensible direction and then turned us into the campsite very quickly. Um, somehow, like I wasn't surprised that I made it, but I was in four wheel drive pretty much the entire time. Somehow my buddy Carter made it like we had to like drive through some like not insignificant little streams to get there and up some like fairly muddy hills. It was a, it was a little bit spicy. It was pitch black out too. It was like nine o'clock at night. Um, so we went camping with Carter for a couple days and then I can't imagine Carter's reaction following you guys. And he's like, what are these guys getting me into? Yeah, we have we have reminisced on this a couple times about how surprising it was um, and the fact that we both made it. Next but, time I um, see Carter, I'm asking him about it. You should bring that up because uh, not at that campsite, but the next campsite, he bumped a rock and cracked his oil pan. Um, that Jeez. ultimately ultimately led to the demise of that Mazda. Um, but that's a story for that's another a different, day. That's a different story. Story <laughs> for another day. When you get Carter on here, you should get him to tell that story. He tells it much better than I do. <laughs> um, so anywho, we you know camped there for a night or two, moved to another spot for a night. Carter left, and me and Matt were like, oh, well, like, we need to go reprovision. And like, so we ended up in Torrey, Utah. Um I like the general store in Tory. Um, we had some clothes that got super muddy, so we had to wash them at the laundromat there before we kept on our way. Um, we just didn't want to go like another five days with some clothes dumping pretty trashed. Um, so while we were like hanging out for waiting for our laundry to get done, we were sitting in the deli there, and I just looked up and saw a picture of the Grand Canyon. Um, I was like, huh, hey, Matt, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, once when I was pretty young. How about you? I was like, I've never been. He's like, huh, it's four hours away. Do you want to go? He's like, okay, yeah, sure. And we just left and drove down to the Grand Canyon. Um, stayed at, you know, we talked to some woman in a gas station who gave us the most incredible advice for a campsite I've ever seen, like ever been given in my life by a stranger. Like drew us a map to it. Oh, like, she pulled the map out and I said, okay, you turn here and then here and then here. And we camped, oh, probably quarter mile outside of the national park on the rim of the grand canyon wow like could literally have just pressed the gas pedal a little longer and like driven right into the grand canyon um oh hopefully neither of you sleepwalk no 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 we are both very sound sleepers um stayed there uh that was where i saw my first kaibab squirrel which is a special squirrel um native to like only to the north rim of the grand canyon it's like squirrel body big rabbit ears and this giant white puffy tail um which if you've never heard of one of these and you wake up in the morning and are not fully fully aware in the morning and see one of these you think you might be hallucinating um just fun fact um but yeah so we did the grand canyon um 
from there, we headed up to another one of my favorite campsites in Bryce, um, still in the trusty hole forerunner and spent two nights at Bryce Canyon. Um, and then we found out that our, some of our other buddies were going down to Escalante. So we packed the car back up and drove over and spent two days in Escalante with some good friends and did some slot canyons and other, other such desert activities and just, just had a great time. Um, it's just always, always fun to be able to do stuff like that in a, a vehicle that can just take you anywhere and, you know, isn't going to leave you stranded. Well, speaking of stranded, it's a great segue, my friend, uh, for all, for all the adventures, there are, there are always a misadventure to tell me about the, uh, that forest service road in Idaho that you were, you were telling me about ahead of time here. Giles just started going off about this time that he, that he got stuck at a forest service road. And I was like, save it, save it for the pot. Let's tell, <laughs> let's tell the people. And, uh, so I was out on a trip. Um, we we're coming back to Seattle from Salt Lake for another fall break, spring break, something along those lines. We stopped at one of my dad's buddy's houses in Burke, Idaho, um, which if you're familiar with Idaho, you've probably never heard of. Um, it is in the middle of nowhere in the panhandle of Idaho. Um, you know, you turn off of I-90 and then you drive like another half hour, just kind of like up a Canyon road. Um, so he was up there and he was like, Oh, like y'all should go hiking up this place that we call paradise. I'm like, Oh, that sounds pretty good. Like we'd love paradise to do that. Sounds sweet. I was like, sign me up. He's like, cool. You just like drive up the road a ways. And then like, when you see this thing, you turn left and you drive a little further and then you're there. Like you're looking for the gate that has this number on it. And you just walk past the gate. It's like, all right, well, he's been, he has dubbed himself the mayor of Burke, Idaho. So like, who else am I going to trust? Um, who else is going to challenge him? Yeah. Right. I mean, there's this guy Halibut who lived in Burke who kept stealing a bunch of trees, but like, I wouldn't trust Halibut. That's for sure. Um, so we like, we get up there, we get to where we're, where he told us to park. We get out and we're like throwing some stuff in our backpack, dilly dallying. Like as we're getting ready to go, like we've been told it's like a very like casual walk. Um, and we hear a hissing noise and I'm like, huh, that's strange. And kind of walk around and center. Like on one of my tires is just hissing loud. And I'm like watching the tire deflate in front of my eyes. I'm like, huh. That's a that's a bummer. Well, I got a spare tire and I got a jack, so we well, like, well we shouldn't go hiking until we get the tire fixed. Like we don't want to like deal with that when it's potentially dark. Like got to solve this problem. Jack it up. Um, go to like break the lug nuts. I get five of the lug nuts done, but at the time my forerunner had those like special like one special lug nut that took like the special patterned you know socket to get it off. Put that in there. And it is rounded off. I cannot get it off to save my life. And like, I'm, I've changed a few tires in my life. I've, I've broken a few bolts. I've, I've learned a thing or two, like getting a, like changing a tire should be not, not a huge problem. And I was like, I can't do this. My two buddies both tried and they're like, yeah, this is definitely not working. And just to be sure we tried it on another one and that lug nut worked perfectly. It was just the one that had the flat tire. Um, I'm sure the last time the tires got rotated that they stripped it out a bit and didn't say anything. So we proceed to, instead of hiking up the hill to paradise, hiking back down the hill to Paul's house. Um, and at this point, we're, like, we're pretty sure it's going to take us probably three or four hours to hike back down to Paul's house. We're like a ways out this road. Um, 
So we hike down, we're having a merry old time. Um, luckily, one of Paul's friends that we like met earlier in that day drove by, saw us, turned around, was like, hey, like, y'all need a ride? And we're like, oh, yeah, he gives us a ride to Paul's place. I call AAA. AAA shows up and they're like, oh, or when I call them, they're like, oh, like, where are you? I was like, here's the address. But it always like when it, I tell you the address, it's going to try to take you to this place, but you need to do this to get to the right spot. Um, they're like, cool. And where's the car? I'm like, well, it's just like a little ways up the road. Um, because I knew if I told them that it was like six miles, seven miles up a dirt road, that they might not come get me for their usual AAA rate. Um, so they Wait, called. Hold on. Did they end? Did they not end up charging you the? No, no, the it was still, no, no, no. Overage, like I got a really nice tow truck driver. I'll get there. I'll get there. Um, so jeez, guy, like guy calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'm at the address." I'm like, "Yeah, I told the dispatcher. Like, if you're at that spot, you're not at the spot. You got to keep driving up the road, and then you get to the spot." And he shows up, and sure enough, I'm like, well, "Like, I get one of my buddies. I'm like, hey, like, it's like." eight o'clock at night i do not want to go like up into the woods with a tow truck driver by myself to go find my car can one of you come with me and my buddy taylor's like oh yeah, yeah. we go up there and like the tow truck driver had brought his buddies there's four of us in the tow truck having a good time having a chat swapping stories tow truck driver starts telling us about the like when he pulls his ca- can- phone up mounts it on the dash and turns the camera on record about the time that he saw sasquatch up there um, he never drives around in that area without his camera recording anymore. Um, we get up there and he's like, so like, what's going on? I'm like, we got a flat tire, but like the thing's like, he's like, oh, you can't change a flat tire. I'm like, I know how to change a flat tire. My guy, tow truck driver tries the key thing. He's like, oh, you're right. It is screwed. I'm like, I, I told you, did I, did I not tell you that that was what happened? So, but like the whole way up there, he's like, oh, like how far up did he go? I'm like, oh, it's not far. It's just like, just up around the next bend around the next bend. Like. I sit around the next bend for like 30 bends and I'm pretty sure the guy was like, where is he taking me? Um, anywho, after some noodling around, we finally got it loaded up on the tow truck because it was not easy to get on the tow truck with how the car had to go on and the way it was facing and the tightness. And as we're driving back down, I'd like asked him if he could just like drop the truck at Les Schwab. Like I was going to go down with him, drop it at Les Schwab and then you know, my other buddy would come down, pick us up, and then we'd get a ride down to Les Schwab in the morning, get the tires swapped out, be good to go. Um, but as we're going down, he's like, oh, like, there's a trick to getting this off. Um, you just got to take a socket that is just barely big, just barely small enough to not go on and just hammer it on there and it seizes and you can take the thing off. He's like, we can just go to my buddy here's house and we can get it off for you. You can put the spare on and then you can drive. You just have five out of six lug nuts. I was like... Yeah, sure. Let's go to the tow truck's buddy's house and get this off at like 10 o'clock at night. What could go wrong? Um, sure enough, they got my tire changed out. I tipped them like 50, 50 bucks or so and thanked them for all their help and had a great rest of our week. This is unbelievable. I thought if you were more than like 50 feet off the road or something, they were supposed to charge you like a couple hundred bucks. I'm pretty sure. And this is why you're really nice to the tow truck driver when he shows up and you well, just start yeah. like supporting his Sasquatch theories. Yeah, that's true. Um, you did have to buy into buy into some real stuff, some real stuff there. Yeah, but like worked out well for me. So Giles, thank you as always for uh, as always for joining us. Like I said, Giles and I have some stuff in the pipeline that I've uh, that I've roped him into that we're really excited about. But we will get 
more on that later. Gee, thanks for joining me. You got anything else for, uh, for our listeners here? No, not right now. Thanks again for having me, Brian. Um, this has been fun and looking, looking forward to what we got coming. Awesome. If you are looking to shop for any outdoor gear, check us out at rerouted.co. If you have gear to sell, check out our app, the Rerouted app on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you have a great day.